0: Great. Should we let's start? go. Yeah. Let's okay. go. Yep. Hello. Everything's rolling. Yes. Cameras everything's are rolling. rolling. Everything. All four, four cameras. cameras. <laughs> yeah. It's very, professional. yeah. It's very professional. It's very professional.
1: Very um, Hello. Welcome back to Hell Money podcast. We are live from Bitblock Boom in That's Austin, right. Texas. Yeah, we're
0: finally doing reportage on location. Yeah, yeah.
1: we are. I feel like an active, <laughs> not live news reporter. Um, we're joined by Craig Deutsch, who's an editor at Bitcoin Magazine yeah. and also the organizer of the Asheville, North Carolina Bitcoin meetup. We hung out last night. Yep. I asked if you would yep. be on the pod.
0: And now here we and are. And now here we are. Erin's <laughs> sitting on a bed. Yep. That's why she looks like a giant. Uh, Craig <laughs> I think gets, I was like an angel. Craig, yeah, okay. <laughs> Craig, Craig gets the actual chair, and I'm sitting on something which I think is uh, for luggage, yeah. possibly, with my really bright white thighs
1: yeah beaming yeah, yeah. you want to be on video for this one people um yeah <laughs> <laughs> isabelle fox and duke was a
0: production assistant yeah
1: production she was generally more like a, a
0: producer you know yeah, like yeah. she fixed the location you know yeah. this is her hotel room yeah
1: she allowed us to use her hotel room which yeah. was great um because we needed a quiet spot to film and record and whatever and yeah here we are yeah yeah thanks ha- for having me yeah how have you has, has bitblock boom been for you so far
2: it's great. Um, it just started this morning and I've been to half of a talk uh-huh, yeah, because nice. yeah, I'm just hanging out with people.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. the way to go. I mean, we didn't get tickets because they're way too expensive. So we're just doing lobby con the yeah. whole time. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, it's just as much, if not more fun. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I want to
0: throw a Bitcoin conference where we just get a hotel and we just get rooms. And ideally we get a whole floor of rooms and there are no events there's just, no events it's just a hangout I'm what? with you except camping oh yeah camping oh yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah I feel like there is sort of a selection of Bitcoiners that like can camp and like do camp and then yeah. there's a selection of Bitcoiners that
0: yeah I'm like veal like I can't really like be in harsh environments you yeah know? yeah yeah look at these thighs no sorry. are these the thighs of somebody who's you ever been outside you showed
1: all the thighs <laughs>
2: Oh, we can have like a glamping option we'll set up
1: right. our yeah, 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 some yeah 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 yeah, yeah. mirrors for glamping yeah um yeah so i mean we talked a lot we already talked a lot last night because we basically hung out all last night
0: um
1: but we talked about astrology astrology because i'm always gonna bring things back to yep. astrology. what were
0: we like arguing about for like half an hour at the table
1: oh um Good question. I don't know. I what weren't we're we arguing? The
0: definition of anarchy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah definition yeah.
1: of anarchy. Because yeah. um, someone was saying, like, oh, you can't be an anarchist and a capitalist. And you were like. No,
0: you can't it? be an anarchist and use a phone. Oh. oh That's basically. Yeah. Right.
2: That was how they boiled it
0: down. Yeah, yeah. And I was explaining that for me, anarchy, I'm, I consider myself an anarchist because it's it's my moral intuition. My moral intuition is that all forms of coercion are, like, wrong. Essentially, right,
1: yeah. so it's more of like a moral, ethical argument. Than it's, it's not political. a practical,
0: like, oh, yeah, like without the government, everything would be great. I'm not <laughs> making that <laughs> argument, right? We'd get, I mean, there'd be like some warlord situation pretty pretty quick, you right, know? Right, right? Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: authoritarian hierarch- hierarchies, yeah,
1: right. That was kind of what it was about is like that there's no removing hierarchies, but I think that the which I think is true, yeah, but I, <laughs> actually, and I think on a big scale, but I yeah. think that
0: the like anarchy is no hierarchy is just like a dumb definition
1: yeah like yeah well so that's why we got into it that's why i got into it yeah. it was heated people it, yeah. was heated. <laughs> it is funny being around bitcoiners because like usually amongst like normies i'm the most like obnoxiously opinionated person in a conversation but with bitcoiners no. like, i you're am such a mediator you're a
2: diplomat yeah. yeah
1: yeah it's insane it gets
2: really heated lots yeah. of opinions yeah yeah lots of disagreeableness
0: what's what's yeah i don't i'm trying to think of like what argument among Bitcoiners is my is the
2: most tired but I don't know I think I mean for me it's the maximalism argument uh, what does it mean to be a maximalist right mm. right
0: what yeah. does what's what do people what what do people argue about what do people say about that I mean we're, this, well, I is, think this is, is like, a pro pro since we're at a maxi conference yeah, yeah. that's true this is yeah. the
1: maxi conference
2: yeah I think it's um it's about the level of toxicity needed mm. so what does it mean to be Bitcoin a bitcoiner where you are also like against shit coins or how against mm. altcoins should, be, should you be yeah. and how like vehemently against it so do you need to like yell at people and tell them they're idiots for being into ethereum or should you let them figure that out on their own should you just lead by example or mm. is it like really important to call out scams right yeah. i don't know what do you think Um, I think that it's important to bring attention to it, but I think going back to the coercion piece, it's like you, people are going to have to learn themselves, so you can't really force them to like, to do things. They're just going to have to learn and sometimes the fastest way to learn is being burned. Yeah.
0: This is sort of like Mark's thing too, which is like, what is more maximalism? Like you don't need all that toxicity that's just going to push people away. It's like, Hey, come over here. It's pretty nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like I come from a different perspective we've talked we did a whole episode about bitcoin maximalism at one Mm -hmm. point where we kind of like dissected like what are the parts of it that are like good and bad and toxic and not and I think like I feel like when people talk about toxic maxis they're talking from this perspective of like you're already sort of a crypto person Mm. it's just are you only a bitcoiner or are you like into crypto or whatever but for me like most people that I interact with outside of bitcoiners hate crypto. Yeah. Like they're like crypto is a scam, it sucks. And so I from my perspective, it's really helpful to be like, no, no, no. They are scams except Bitcoin because I think people just like put Bitcoin under the umbrella of all crypto and like mm-hmm. a lot of people just hate crypto that aren't in it, right. you know. Yeah. So to some extent, I think like Bitcoiners like removing themselves from the crypto ecosystem is actually kind of helpful for Bitcoin like being branded to normies yeah. basically. Um, because yeah they're just like oh crypto's a scam it's like a bunch of like people doing Ponzi schemes and trying to get rich quick like and they think Bitcoin's a part of that too
2: yeah I think that the Bitcoin not crypto or Bitcoin not blockchain is to me the most important type of Bitcoin maximalism 100% where you can help educate people about the importance of and the distinction between the two but I don't think that being rude or mean to people is like the route that's going to convince anybody it
0: just doesn't work and also it's not fun it's yeah. not fun to have conflict with people it's not cool yeah it's pretty cringe it's pretty cringe yeah
1: i mean but that's like any political movement it's like i don't know it's i i feel like the, that that's sort of like toxic bitcoin maxi it's like they act like sj dubs yeah you know? sj dubs <laughs> <laughs>
0: sjw bush
1: <laughs> they do
2: yeah. yeah it's just like the um it's like as opposed to I support the current thing, it's just like I oppose the current thing. Exactly. It's like yeah. just as bad. It's just the pendulums on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, but it is I mean, it's nice like going to a Bitcoin Maxi conference and talk mm-hmm. and li- I do like the maxis, you know. Yeah. But the I mean, yeah, Bitcoiners but, are really nice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. and the toxic maxis—they're kind of fun. They're like these, like carnival, you know, barkers. You yeah. Know? Like, ah, Bitcoin. Ah, you know. Ah,
2: cool. I see. You know, <laughs> it's such a—it's such a small minority of people that are actually like that in person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's just like a handful of yeah. influencer types yeah. that really take yeah. that. Uh, the ego plays a lot yep. into that, yep. and so yep. they got attention for. Or being really mean and harsh, and then like, that's
0: just their shtick. Yeah. They're like, "That's how I've, that's how I get engagement on Twitter." So I'm just yeah. doing my shtick. I'm like reply guying and Bitcoin maxing it up, and like,
1: yeah. oh yeah, totally. I mean, I feel like even just interacting with people here in person versus like what they're like on Twitter yep. is like, yeah, it's a yep. world of different. I mean, yep. you're you're not on Twitter much, right?
2: I am on Twitter too much, but I haven't. Mm. I don't post a ton. You're not
1: like yeah, Yeah. trying to took it off
2: my phone. That's been helpful. Yeah, you can't have that
0: shit on your phone. I
2: have it on my phone. Needs to go away. Yeah, I like I'll re-download it every now and then. Like it's on my phone right now for Mm -hmm. during the conference. Same, same. But yeah, it's it's better for my mental health to not have it on my phone. It's
0: really crazy how much of a difference it makes, like whether or not something is in your pocket Mm -hmm. or not right? Like, oh, like, oh, I can just reach for Twitter. It's in my fucking pocket. It's a huge difference from like having to open a browser on your computer or even opening a browser on your phone. It's like, all of a sudden, there's this like piece of candy and you can feel it there. and You want to grab it. I mean, oh, it's yeah. the same
2: brain effect, right? It's yeah. like you hit a dopamine.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I do that all the time. Like if I'm like bored or if I like don't want to th- if I'm trying to distract myself, it's like just mm-hmm. being able to be like open Twitter notifications, yeah. mm-hmm. open one yeah. one, 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 one. like it's, yeah. yeah. So I definitely, I, I mean, I think like Twitter also incentivized like Beyond just like kind of the dopamine like personal effect, I think like Twitter does incentivize a style of like toxic maximalist culture that like people just can't act like that in person. Like it's just, you can't go to a conference and have people act like they do on Twitter. It's not going to work. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, but it's it is really nice to be at a conference that is only for Bitcoiners. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. a very different energy. I mean, what's really fun for me going to conferences and events is a lot of times not even talking about Bitcoin with people. We just already have that in common. So mm. it's like a shared value mm. and that is just the base layer of our right. connection. And we do talk about Bitcoin too, but it's, we can easily just move past that and mm. talk about other interesting life things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm curious, like, so what's your experience with, so you run the like Asheville Bitcoin meetup. Oh yeah.
0: Tell us how, how, what kind of meetup is it? When did it start? How did
2: you start? Yeah. It? I like, want to yeah. know the story. Yeah. Um, so actually I... Flew out to Austin last year for a BitDevs as my first Bitcoin. Like Austin BitDevs. Yes, Austin BitDevs. It was like August, maybe. I had uh, FOMO from missing Miami in 2021. Mm -hmm. And I came out, I was trying to get a job in the industry. And somebody asked me like, well, what's your proof of work for Bitcoin? Like, what do you do? Have you written articles? Have you started a meetup? Do you attend a meetup? Things like that. And so I... Kind of dove headfirst into how can I participate in this space? And so I started the Asheville meetup.
0: That's so cool. It started was just. There, through... Were there any meetups, like other meetups in Bitcoin in Asheville when you started? Yeah,
2: so I flew. When I got home, I looked up what meetups were happening, and then there was a crypto meetup at uh-huh. the, a popular bar in downtown Asheville. Mm-hmm. Asheville's known as Beer City, there's tons of good beer. And this crypto meetup was like at the most popular bar in town. So it was just packed. I, you couldn't hear anybody. There yeah. was not even discussion about crypto like uh-huh. at all, um, which is not what I wanted to talk about. But I was like, are we going to yeah, talk got, about you gotta, you gotta, this yeah. stuff, right, like right. any of it, like Bitcoin? And um, basically, I just realized I needed to start my own meetup. Mm-hmm. So first, I started it through an email list of people who I knew were interested. But then I finally just made a meetup That's dope. page. That's so dope. The yeah. meetup page is when it really started taking yeah. off.
0: How, what was what was it like, like, I mean, the first meetup, like, how many people attended? How did you get it to grow? Yeah. And then
2: when was the first meetup? So the first meetup ended up being in, like, November or October. Mm.
1: And of this, uh, like, a year, year ago, almost a year ago? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I, um, yes.
0: I really like to dig into these details because I think people need to understand, like, starting a meetup isn't a big deal. You just, like, it's just a thing. You just do it. You get people to show up. Like, I really want people to also, if they live in a place that there's no good meetup or they want to have a different kind of Bitcoin meetup, they can just... Do it, you
2: know. Yeah, it's um, it's it really doesn't take much. Mm. Like it just takes a meetup event page. The thing that was holding me back is I didn't want to spend like sixty bucks on like a six month membership right. of, for meetup. Uh-huh. But I finally just bit the bullet and did it. Mm-hmm. And it took time to figure out the schedule and the cons- um and consistency and what people wanted. So I wanted to teach people about Bitcoin. I used to be a teacher, so I mm-hmm. wanted to like educate. Right. Um, what my- did you teach? Taught second grade. Oh, cool! So little, little, yeah, little yeah, kids, yeah, yeah. That's
0: dope. That's dope. Uh,
2: but it it really shifted. So first, I did it once a month, and I was like, I'm going to have a topic, uh-huh. and I did it one time, and I I realized I wanted to, I wanted to, I was hungry to interact with more Bitcoiners. So I was like, let's do it every week, uh-huh. and then every week was too much for me to yeah, like plan yeah, yeah, yeah. and come up with a topic uh-huh. and still have my life. And so, what ended up happening is I would have a. Um, I'd have one meetup a month where it was like educational and then it was just like every week of social time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. People want to just hang out. People want to hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's why it's like you're giving the people what they want. They want an excuse to show up and hang out.
2: Yeah, Yeah. and it was perfect. Like so, we I was doing once a week, and then I had another child. I actually did get a job in the Bitcoin industry. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I switched to every other week, and that's been really helpful for me. And the group actually still meets weekly. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they meet without me. I think that's when they people that are interested in crypto talk about other stuff they're like uh-huh. he's not around yeah exactly has <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> exactly. yeah, gone I keep it like a, a very seriously with bitcoin only uh-huh yeah, yeah 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 but so they're meeting every week week but every other week is when there's that like an event page that's
0: and, so cool yeah. yeah yeah it's definitely like key I think I have this I tend to also um overdo things a little bit in terms of like signing up for too much or being like oh I'm gonna do this like really all the time and it's like to people who are thinking about doing it I'd say do it the other way be like start it once a month you know, and then yeah. if you want to do it more if you
2: feel like you can, then then go up. You know? Yeah, the consistency part was the biggest part. Yeah. Doing it a, a regular time where it was like always the first Thursday of mm-hmm. every month. Right. Um, that is that way people just get into the habit and routine right. of going yeah. repeatedly. And yeah. now it's like people who are in the know can still go every week. Right. It's just not public knowledge. That right. it's every week. Oh sure. interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Little alpha leak right here. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. how
1: how big is like the regular group that comes?
2: My group is hilarious. So the regular group we have probably about 8 core members mm-hmm. and some of them are coming from like an hour away. Damn. Some yeah, one person comes from Greenville. Mm-hmm. It's like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Every every I don't know if he's coming every week, but I think so. Mm-hmm. Um it's I have a handful of people that don't own Bitcoin and just like the community and oh, just cool. are like interested but don't feel ready yet to yeah. to, to like jump jump in i'm like just that's so funny just <laughs> get a little it <laughs> enough to come to
1: yeah. a weekly thing but yeah. not to just like yeah. buy. just the way to them get people
0: the way to get people to do it is like buy them a beer and be like you can pay me back with bitcoin Oh, you don't have a wallet like, well,
1: it's or it's, they buy yeah, you a beer and yeah. you pay them back. i pay my i pay
0: my hairdresser with in bitcoin nice with lightning yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, barber, we, barber. Like, I have a barber, not a hairdresser.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some dye in there, maybe. We um, we like have onboarded them. Like, they have a wallet. I mean, the other funny part about my group is they all hold their own keys, oh, and they always have. Like, sick. from the first meetup, I was like, "All right, who holds their own keys for real?" And they're like, "Oh, none. None of them like kept their stuff on Coinbase or anything. Oh wow, uh-huh. they all hold their own keys." But they're not technical, they don't want to use Bitcoin besides hodling, they don't want to run a node, they don't Uh like care about that stuff, they just hold their own keys and Mm -hmm. that's it.
1: So what would you say like the, I guess, so we interviewed um, Sid, I I don't know if you've heard of Sid Yeah, he came to our meetup. Okay, that's, yeah, I wasn't sure if he made it, because I know he would go like all the way up to the northeast, but I thought he had kind of gone through there. So we interviewed Sid, Sid like finished his road trip, like after going to all those Bitcoin meetups in San Francisco, and so we like interviewed him when he was in San Francisco. And the conversation we were having with him was about sort of like the variation of Bitcoiners, like mm. political ideologies, culture, like Bitcoin culture, how does it like change? So I'm curious, like, I think the Bay Area Bitcoiner community is like very unique. Mm, yeah. It's like it's, sort of a little bit more progressive. It's a little mm-hmm. more techie too, yeah. obviously, you know, San uh, Francisco. I think we got
0: some shares maybe. Oh, okay. Pause. We're back. We right. uh, we
2: have. Still recording. Yeah, yeah
1: it's all still 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 recording, recording.
0: Yeah, you'll notice some chairs appeared in the background. We, yeah, we got, Service was we, kind to bring. We us asked chairs. for
1: chairs and then they didn't come, so then we've set up this way. Now, now we're set. We're so cozy. Yeah, know, yeah. Um, but I was talking about. Yeah, I. Was, uh, I,
0: I, I was gonna say that Bay Area mm-hmm. Bitcoiners is unique because it's multiple. All the meet, most of the Bitcoin meetups in the Bay Area happen under the same meetup group. There's the Bay Area Bitcoiners meetup group, and then there's the they meet in the South Bay the peninsula, the East Bay, San Francisco, and Marin. Yeah, North Bay. So there's five, at least five meetups per month in different locations in the Bay Area. I think SF maybe meets twice twice
2: a month. Yeah, there's it's like huge. at least
1: one meetup a week. That's right. Like how yeah. many people yeah. are attending those meetups? I'm I'm actually not so I haven't gone to like some of the ones that are not. Yeah, G- I We've, want to. We
0: we go to the um, East Bay meetup and, the SF. and the SF meetup. Yeah.
1: And I would say, I mean, the East Bay meetup is once a month, and it's like huge. It's like huge. there's probably like 30, 20, 30? Could be
0: twenty to thirty. Yeah, like, I think so. Because it's usually
1: like several tables right. over the course yeah. of the whole night. I oh think. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And um, the SF meetup winds up being like 10 to 20
2: maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, that's pretty fascinating because like the core group of mine is about eight to 10 uh-huh. people, but typically we're getting like 14 uh-huh. people that come and yeah. sometimes they come just once and then never come back again. Uh-huh. And sometimes right. they uh, come a couple times yeah. or every, just sporadically. So it's actually seems like at least similar in size to the... To the one meetup. Yeah. Are you, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but it's in, so the people that come to your meetup, they like have their own keys. They don't hold stuff on exchanges, but they're also not necessarily trying to like spend or use Bitcoin. Like, why are they into Bitcoin? What is like the kind of vibe of like the Asheville Bitcoin community?
2: So there's a there's a few different types of people. There's people that are like aware of ESG narrative and they're against mm-hmm. that and um, are interested in like medical freedom and so medical freedom
0: is kind of. Popping off right now.
2: Yeah, and I think Asheville. <laughs> as, <laughs> 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 I'm it's, stuck. It's funny because Asheville is very liberal, so there's a right. It's it's polarized right. as it is in a lot of places. I
0: guess me- medical freedom is actually kind of code for anti COVID vax. Basically, pretty much. Yeah, but
2: I, I think it ex- it extends from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it yeah. extends into birth and into vaccines in general mm-hmm. and informed consent mm-hmm. as opposed to just like being mandated to do right. something. Yeah. So yeah. we have people that are like against that, of uh, for medical freedom, against mandates and see how Bitcoin fits into that picture. We're starting to see how Bitcoin can fit into that mm-hmm. picture of sovereignty and freedom and personal and self-responsibility. Mm-hmm. That's and cool. Then we have some liberal Bitcoiners who like the idea of a public ledger, um, one of our members is very adamant about basically having addresses doxed to your own personal account because he's saying I will be, I'm willing to pay the taxes that I should be paying and I want to as long as Mitch McConnell does it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so he wants people to be like it, everything to be laid Full out. doxed. Full doxed everything. Full so, dystopia. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like not on that same camp. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's it's nice it's, that
0: you guys can coexist yeah it's yeah. pretty
2: interesting and then we have people that don't even own bitcoin we have a few older members uh people always joke about bitcoin meetups and conferences being a bunch of guys mm-hmm. i have more older women in my meetup group than any other demographic older women are based yeah, <laughs> yeah older women are based <laughs> yeah it's true uh, just to tell a quick funny story about captain sid and just it will give you a picture of my meetup group so He came through town on a day that's not our usual meetup Mm -hmm. and we held an impromptu event for him Uh and I had to leave to go help my wife with our, our daughter. And, um, as I was leaving, I saw two of the members drive up and I was like, Oh great. More people are here for Sid. Like that would be so nice for him to like, feel more welcome since I have to leave in the middle of this. Uh I come to find out later, they didn't know there was a meetup going on and they were, high on mushrooms <laughs> 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 and so like they showed up and they're like oh there's our group uh, and I was like that, that was so typical of my little quirky meetup uh-huh. that's, that's so dope. cute yeah. I love that yeah. wow yeah, yeah.
1: Bitcoin are a special breed yes it yeah. is kind of weird though like you know as you were saying like it sounds like your meetup's pretty diverse like our I feel like the Bay Area meetups are like pretty I mean obviously it's like mostly dudes but not noticeably yeah. But then like being here at Bitblock Boom, like I'm like
0: BitBlock Boom is a sausage. It is an absolute best. sausage. It best. is the worst gender ratio I have ever seen in any event. You guys don't
2: go to fish concerts then.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> really,
0: fish concerts are a sausage. It's pretty
2: it's pretty similar. Okay. I would say. Yeah.
1: But I don't know if that's just because the most like maybe it's that there's like, I don't know, people who work in Bitcoin are mostly men. Mm. But, right. like, enthusiasts or yeah. just, like, general... Yeah. Home birth
0: enthusiasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All men. <laughs> Women are like, give me the epidural.
2: <laughs> Hi, lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good for her.
1: No, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling to figure out exactly why that is. That, like, uh-huh. you know, the meetup culture I found has been pretty I think, diverse. I think because the room is
0: specifically, like, a maxi, like... Like personal responsibility, not that women aren't into personal responsibility, but a lot of men are more into the like, oh, we're gonna have a homestead and we're gonna like farm and I mean I mean you're like I think it's the tech the tech I think, I think yeah. that's it's yeah. the tech stuff
2: because interesting I'm sure tra- mm-hmm. yeah, I just think that that's the part that feels um, more difficult to approach mm-hmm. f- for anybody mm-hmm. and I think that there's some nerdy guys out there that are really interested in like technical stuff and want to learn that and that's mm-hmm. where. That's why it feels more approachable for them. right? Yeah. And for women, it just seems like fewer are interested in the tech piece. Mm. I, in At least in Asheville, in my circle, it seems like more people are equally, men and women are, are equally interested mm. in sovereignty and personal right. responsibility yeah. and things like that, but not as it relates to technical. Mm. Yeah. So if Bitcoin wasn't digital, which is, I mean, that's one of the things that makes it what it is, then I think it's possible they would be Interested. Right.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's definitely true because I feel like the sort of like sovereignty, uh, the political societal sort of implications of Bitcoin that you know men and women are both interested in that. Mm. But I agree. I think these kind of conferences often tend to be dominated by people who work in Bitcoin, yeah. which is going to be either technical or financial or whatever.
0: But but this strikes me know. as a pretty non-technical conference.
2: That's I mean that's true, but I think it's Bitcoin in general. Right. And yeah. so mm. you know and you to want to go to a conference you need to want to spend a bunch of money to go hang out and mm. if it's already going to be a bunch of dudes right. like what's so appealing right. to do that yeah. so yeah. i think there's many men here that are here without their wives talk to dudes and, or find a yeah. husband
0: like those are the two options
2: <laughs> <laughs> seems like a good plan
0: yeah
1: yeah no it's definitely um definitely weird i mean it's like i guess i should have expected this but. <laughs> just
2: means that you you have we both have a mission to get more women at bitcoin conferences yeah yeah if, if your groups are more uh, diverse in demographics then
1: yeah i mean i think like in this podcast in general like obviously we do talk about technical things like that's more of casey's specialty but also i mean you're very opinionated about political and societal things right. like yeah. so we can galaxy brain about yeah. like capitalism yeah. or whatever yeah. but i think like that side of I mean the technical stuff for me. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't really give a shit.
0: <laughs> You're just like, ah, oh, it works. That's good enough.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I trust Casey. You know what I'm <laughs> I
2: think that's going to be the case for most people. Though. Yeah,
1: that's like that's, that's just how most life. that's how
0: people engage with technology. You know, yeah. they don't know how their phones work. Like, they don't need to. Right? No. You don't need to be a car mechanic, right? To to drive a car.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean everybody sends emails. Most people don't know how it works. Yeah. Same yeah. with the internet.
0: Yeah. 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 It's a network of networks. Okay. So there's, there's okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's like, I mean, I, it's like, okay, like the internet analogy. It's like, yeah, I don't know anything about how the internet works, yeah. but I could, I could talk forever about internet things culture the internet. or the, yeah. the, the things that that's, like the internet has led to yeah. or how it's changed us or whatever. Like to me, that's what's interesting about Bitcoin is like, whoa, this would, this has the potential. And I think will fundamentally change society. Yeah. Let's talk about that. That's interesting.
0: It's, it's an interesting observation that as Bitcoin moves, um, It'll, it'll always remain in the technical sphere. But when it, also, when it starts moving into the social, cultural, political sphere more and more, that's when kind of everybody gets intre- interested in it. Because everybody has opinions about politics. Everybody has opinions about culture. Everybody has opinions, broadly speaking, about economic matters.
2: Yeah. And I think we're getting there. I mean, it seems to me that there's more women at this event than there were last year. The well, ratio might <laughs> seem better. Whoa. Well, so like, oh, there's okay.
0: one... This year, Aaron. This year, Aaron came. So now the generation. I know. Double.
1: Yeah, I mean it's thirty three percent in this room. Yeah, so. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's. I mean, I'm glad it's getting better. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also wanted to talk about your Bitcoin board game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cool. Which I heard
1: a little bit about, but I want. Yeah, I want you to give like the whole spiel. Sure. Like, so how'd you come up with the idea? What's like the process been?
2: Yeah, I um, I created a, a an activity. I used to, so I used to be an educator, and I created a lesson to teach people at my meetups, which was uh. people would get like a I would assign them a pseudonymous like address, like M one was like the minor one, and somebody would be M two, and they would each get a die, mm-hmm. and everybody who was participating would get a paper ledger. Oh, awesome! And they would have to keep track. So yeah. The, the, Two people participating would roll this die, then whoever got below a certain number, the target number, yep. would have found a block, yep. and I would like hand them Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. My role in the game was just to be the code being executed. I wasn't mm-hmm. like like leading it or anything. Execute I, me, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody would keep track of the Bitcoin, and that was just like flowing in the game. And then I would have people join and say like, okay, this person is not technical, but they want this like digital commodity thing they're going to just buy some from the miner. And Uh so what would happen is like, so the Bitcoin would be mined, it would move around, everybody would keep track. And then I would sneak somebody some wooden token Bitcoin and say, okay, now this person spends their 10 Bitcoin to that person. And somebody would go, wait a second, they don't have 10 Bitcoin. They only have eight Bitcoin. And then I'm like, "Waha! Now you know." How to like run <laughs> a the node.
0: people listening, this is incredible. This like, is amazing. Yeah.
2: Like this is why you run a node. No wow. government did this. Just like wow. somebody, and like just Joe Schmo wow. over here, f- like was able to check and make sure that this supply. That's the same. super cool. And so then that would just be it, and yeah. people would like get the how my don't yours. accept any wooden yeah. nickels. Don't yeah. accept any wooden bitcoin. <laughs> 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 and so like, it, it taught a lot of lessons. It taught the having. It taught. Nodes. It taught mining as not solving complex math problems, but it being like a being lottery. Being a
0: degenerate rolling a dice yeah, and die in a dark room. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, it taught uh, difficulty adjustment because I would add miners and then the target would get lower. Uh, so it taught all sorts <laughs> of stuff. And then I went to a conference and saw Shamari And I was like, hmm, maybe I can make this educational activity into a, a game. One
0: just thought really quick. Have you written up a blog post about, about doing that?
2: Well, so... I thought I'm, I, I can get to that too. Yeah. Um, so I started, I was like, how can I make this into a game? I racked my brain, I racked my game, my brain, and I couldn't figure it out. And yeah. So I made like a lesson plan to like open source it. And I posted it online and I mm-hmm. said, here you go, everybody, here's like this activity to teach people how Bitcoin works, here's mm-hmm. all the things you need. I mean, I did it like a, a lesson plan, yeah. so anybody could just look at it, yeah. tell it, it told you the materials you needed, it yeah. gave you the ledgers. And immediately I had my friend who actually I met at Bitblock Boom, reach out to me and say, whoa, like, take this down. You should make this into a board game. And, like, I didn't even say that was the plan originally. I just said, I'm open sourcing this. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. And he kind of spit out some ideas. And it was enough that I, like, pulled down the post and then started workshopping how to uh, make it into a game. I think you should. I
0: think you should put the post back up. Because I think that, the, <laughs> the, one, it's, like, super useful. But then, two, the, the feedback you would get from the post. Mm-hmm. And also I think that the, probably the way that it's going to be done at a meetup, what that lesson plan is, is going to be very different from the board game. So it's not like you'll cannibalize. Yeah. The, it's very different.
2: Yeah. And I've let it since I've worked on the board game and the board game has shifted so much to be, make sure there's a balance of fun and mm-hmm. strategy. So it's, there's some things that are not quite as true to mm-hmm. Bitcoin from like an educational right. perspective. But, um, I, I, I I'm getting there. So like I will put it back up and I'm just not quite there yet. And Mm -hmm. also what I found is I'm not sure how many people could lead an activity well. That's something that people are just not good at at teaching in general. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, I think this ties into a lot of things. I mean, we do, I've done this thing that I call craft store Bitcoin a few times, which is I get supplies from Michael's craft store and I try to, I try to do activities about Bitcoins. Like the main one is the UTXO set. And we have these little like rounds of cardboard and we write the address and the money on it and we like process transactions by adding and removing these rounds from the UTXO set. That's cool. Um, and then also you should know Lisa Nega, nifty me mm-hmm. yes. on Twitter. She does the world famous Bitcoin live action role playing mm-hmm. event mm-hmm. where they like calculate SHA to V6 on like ham crank calculators and like they tie uh, threads to like blocks and stuff. I think it's a really, like, this is a whole very interesting space of, like, Bitcoin education and making right. it tangible for people who, you know, the abstract ideas are just going to kind of bounce off them. But then once they have something to look at or interact with, it it's going to be real for them.
2: Yeah, I've done the LARP, um, and it's really, it was really fun, and it was really chaotic and crazy, and mm. I, I was like, hey, do you want some, is it okay if I give you some feedback on it? Because in the second block... Um, something got messed up and it basically just ruined the whole chain uh-huh. from that yeah. um, because the second block was invalid but then we were all doing work on top of the second block uh-huh. and so I gave her feedback and, sh- and she was like yeah I'm not going to add any of that
1: stuff <laughs> <laughs> I was like but this will
2: be like you can have all these teachable moments in there and she was uh-huh. like no it's just decentralized like it just is happening after I send you off uh-huh. what's going on. Okay? <laughs> it's like,
0: like the situation that happened it's, it's kind of like a bug in Bitcoin Core and the question becomes like, oh, you made this invalid block like a hundred blocks ago. Like, what do you do? Do you like yeah. roll back the chain? Do you like, do you try to fix it going forward? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so that's basically, I was like, that use that as a teachable moment. And she uh-huh. was like, yeah, no, I just uh-huh. send you off and you're doing it. No. <laughs> I also have like, I have a lightning activity that I haven't done with people, but it's basically to teach about liquidity where um, I have people like open a channel by like stringing beads on a, on a lanyard string and then like holding that with a clip. And so it's like, it it demonstrates liquidity and routing and things like that.
0: How like on a channel, you know, you have a fixed amount of funds in the channel and they, they're like beads on a string and they can be either on my side, in which case I can send or on the other side, in which case I can receive. But if they're like not on, if there's none on my side, I can't send. And if there's none on the other side, I can't receive.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's um that's another just like educational activity that I'm mm-hmm. working on. But the game, going back to the game, so at this point, I I made a prototype, trying to get sponsorships. I brought it to Miami, and we're in a bear market. Nobody was ready to sponsor me. Oh, really? Mm. Uh, Rick from Crypto Cloaks was he was like he just heard what I was doing, and he was like, "Yes, I will oh, sponsor awesome. your game." Don't. So that's really awesome. Yeah, I mean the first goal of the game is. Bitcoin education through fun and play mm-hmm. and strategy yeah. and then the second goal is building out the bitcoin ecosystems
0: oh man if you could make it i mean if, if this yeah like if, it, if, if if there was like lesson plans that teachers could use if teachers could be like yeah i think it's important for my kids to learn about bitcoin and then they could do with a bunch of six-year-olds you know <laughs> yeah the, dice the
1: financial stuff. literacy club after yeah, school absolutely <laughs> I mean, it needs to happen it needs to happen yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah so the game right now is um, back in like the design phase and I brought it to the conference hopefully to test it out with some mm-hmm. people and play and then once I feel like it's more ready I'm going to go back to get try to get more Cool.
1: Wait, so you have it here? I do have it here. We should, we should, uh, yeah. yeah. If you ever need
0: feedback on any technical details f- feel free to ping me anytime cool. with any amount of like rambling, long <laughs> questions, whatever.
1: He'll ramble back. Yeah, I'll listen. ramble back. Yeah, cool. Thanks. So, okay, so you were, you were a teacher mm-hmm.
0: and that's, kind of where this came from you're like you're like you're like you're like like teaching these like little kids Mm -hmm. and Bitcoiners are basically big little kids and you're like Mm -hmm. how do I teach these big little kids about Bitcoin
2: yeah I mean people learn by doing yeah and and it is one thing to teach people how to set up a moon wallet and receive and send Bitcoin like that's really needed but a lot of people just don't know they they want to know how it works because there's money involved so like email you didn't have to like tell them the back end of what's going on in email Because there's no money involved. There's no risk. Send an email and
0: maybe I'll get some emails back. It's not like yeah. put some money into this. Right. Yeah. And
2: so that part is where I felt like it was, uh, the space was lacking. And I think that there's actually still a lot of room for growth mm-hmm. in education. I mean, there's tons of YouTube videos. Yeah. There's tons of tutorials. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of articles out there, but it's mm-hmm. the hands-on part that is missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what people need is they need to be walked through how it works for now. Right. Eventually people are just going to be using it because right. it's easy. Yeah. But we're not yeah. quite there yet. Yeah, 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 and there's
0: always going to be a need for education. People want to get deep into it. And one thing that I think is great about Bitcoin, like I think the amazing thing about Bitcoin is like, people are like, "Wow, Bitcoin is really complicated. It has all these complicated rules. It's very technical." But then compare the compare the Bitcoin network to the financial system, yeah, and to how money gets printed. Money in the U.S. gets printed in this like insane dance where like the we're like the, the mint or something like issues debt, which is then like lent to Congress, who then like gives it to another institution that like actually like writes the checks on their behalf. It's crazy. I've read, I've read how it works like multiple times. I cannot even explain to you the basic function about how the government like allows money to enter the economy. And then in, in these like tr- traditional systems, at many, many, many points of the process, Essentially, what you have is you have discretion. One person or some small group of people makes a decision, and they can make whatever kind of decision they want in that moment—more money, less money, more regulation, less regulation, cut these people out of the financial financial system, allow other people into the financial system—and so their their decisions are kind of random. So you have to explaining it to somebody. You have to go like, okay, well, we get to this point, and then like, you know, the 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 you know whatever of the exchequer like decides what they're gonna do next. But then Bitcoin is 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 algorithmic. It's deterministic. It operates in it with a fixed set of rules. There is no discretion. You have absolute discretion over how you spend your own Bitcoin, but no discretion over the rules of the system. And that that makes it teachable. Mm-hmm. Unlike getting to this place and you're like, yeah, I guess then the president assigns a bill, assigns a bill, and then we figure out how much new money is pumped in the economy, right? There there aren't these points of discretion in the system which is like cool and teachable
2: yeah i mean i think that's one of the things that is so interesting to bitcoiners is mm. that there is a very clear yeah fixed set of rules yeah. and issuance in the bitcoin supply mm-hmm. and it's it makes sense because it is formulaic and laid out and yeah. Uh, auditable yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean i think like most people who are not interested in money, Bitcoin, whatever, like, oh, money's fake, I can't, like, whatever, and they're right. They're right, yeah, why should I learn about it? it yeah, is, yeah. yeah, So it is kind of nice to, yeah, I think that sort of, like, element of, I mean, yeah, the craft store Bitcoin stuff that you've done, and then, like, it sounds like your activity is, like, just making it tangible and real for people where it's, like, yeah. oh, it's literally this simple, yeah. oh, and there's these checks here, yeah. we don't need this, like, sort of trust in whatever... Mm-hmm like, authority to to determine this. I mean,
2: it's fascinating, though, because even when I do that activity with people, it's oftentimes people who have never thought about money. Yeah. Yeah. Even the activity, which is very simplified, is still, they're like, wait, what? What's going on here? And as somebody who understands Bitcoin pretty well, it makes sense to me, but even for these people who have never, they just never thought about money mm. at all. Yeah. And they just use it and yeah. and that's yeah. it. And yeah. so it's still yeah. complicated for yeah. them because comparatively to yeah. just like no thinking yeah. at all, thinking about- a little, even this. a little bit? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Too much. <laughs> it's crazy that money is like on one side of every transaction that everybody does in their entire life, right? They're always trading something for money or they're they're giving something for money or they're getting something for money. And nobody thinks about like- where it comes from, how it works. I was kind of skeptical about like the fix the money. I'm getting less skeptical about on the fix the money, fix the world
1: like, yeah. idea.
0: Like I actually think that like, I'm like, yeah, I think maybe like Bitcoin does fix this. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, I mean, what percentage of the world? Like we were talking Now about- you're throwing
0: my argument back in my face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, I, I I agree with you. It's like, sometimes I'm like, Fix Bitcoin, like that's gonna fix like fifty percent of the world problems, and yeah. then sometimes I'm like, man, who knows? Well, <laughs> cool.
2: yeah. I was so I listened on the on my flight over here. I listened to Lynn Alden's mm-hmm. article. A guy Swan read Lynn Alden's article about Lightning, mm. and she makes a point in there that and says nobody when when the smartphone was announced, when the Apple iPhone was announced, nobody thought, wow, this is really going to disrupt the taxi industry in a decade from now. yeah, yeah and I yeah. think that's Kind of where we are with Bitcoin, like we don't even know what it's going to do in in ten years, and so that's to me that's what's super fun. Is like you get to just like, what if it does this? What if it does that? So fix the money, fix the world is like the most simplified version of like, who knows what's gonna happen in ten years, but this is gonna change everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah, everything.
1: Yeah, and that's why I like the societal and political implications. (laughs) I'm like, let's galaxy brain about changing the world. yeah. 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 But that's, yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm curious, so, like, you were a teacher, and now you're an editor at Bitcoin Magazine. How did that transition happen?
2: So, um, COVID gave me an excuse to switch careers, mm. basically. Yeah.
0: Mm. I were had, you teaching up until, like, COVID? I
2: was teaching up until COVID. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, um, at, at a public I, school, at a private school? At a private school, like uh-huh. a holistic... We holistically minded private school. Uh-huh. Right. So it's like farm a farm raised hippie children. School. Yeah. yeah, and it had, yeah. been, you know, it had been trending towards like wokeism and I you know, I for a while was like I would consider myself progressive and I I like to say that Bitcoin opened my eyes and COVID radicalized me. Yeah. So, yes, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
2: The <laughs> yeah. So I, I got into Bitcoin in twenty seventeen and I Even at the end, like during euphoria is like when I got in. And Mm -hmm. so it crashed and I was like, oh, wait, I thought this was going to change the world. And I put all my money into it. Why did I think that? So I kept doing research and Mm -hmm. learning about it. And I was spending all my time doing that instead of learning about education Mm. and furthering those skills. And so when COVID happened, I was not okay with masking children for developmental reasons. Mm, And I was looking at research. I was not trusting and verifying my, the research. And I was noticing that it was not, kids were not at risk for dying from COVID. Mm -hmm. And, um, I I was looking carefully at the numbers and following that. And I was making that argument and I told my boss that if they were going to mask, force me to wear a mask, then I was not going to work there. Um they said I could wear a face shield and actually changed the requirement a week into school. So she knew if I had to wear a mask, I was not gonna I was gonna quit right before school. They made an agreement that I could wear a face shield. Mm-hmm. And then once school started and they said I had to wear a mask, they uh that was like a week in the school and I had worked there for a long time and felt terrible. I was like, I'm not gonna yeah. leave the school halfway through. I ended up teaching in a like an army tent or army surplus tent in the woods as a way for me not really having to wear a a mask because it was outside. It was, like, way away from the school. Uh And um, so I ended up... That's kind of badass, honestly. That (laughs) That
0: you were like, okay, like, let's go to the surplus store. We're going to do a tent in the woods. Like, fuck your masks, people. They
2: went with the tent route Uh because they were trying to split up. They thought, like, all the kids in the classroom was too dangerous. Uh And so they split up the classroom. It's really incredible
0: how people just are... I mean hysterical like they they don't they haven't looked at a number in their entire life like yeah. they're like oh two digits this is too complicated right yeah. like it's like kids are not at risk like outdoor activities are fine like man. yeah
2: and I think you know it, it was partly about um, like social responsibility and like taking care of one another so like I see why people went that way but I also don't think that they were looking at data. I yeah. think it's a it performance a of
1: that. Yeah. It's not genuinely that. It was a performance of saying, this shows that I care about my neighbors and the people around me, but mm. actually looking like, well, does that actually make a tangible difference? Right. Right. That is sort of a difference.
0: People, people are very bad at making trade-offs where um, uh, the benefit, the, where they're ba- very bad at making trade-offs when they're, when they're trying to avoid something that's very acutely bad. But maybe that thing that that is acutely bad is very rare. And the costs of avoiding that acute bad thing is a lot of diffuse bad things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is true that like, you know, um, if you uh, mask kids and uh, masks lower the probability of getting COVID to some degree, then those kids, not that the kids are gonna die, but maybe you'll avoid them passing it to like their parents or something. That was the argument. But on the other hand, we have this really big pile of diffuse costs, you know, like the, the social, mainly I think of like social development and quality of social interactions. Um, yeah. And I think people are very bad at making those trade offs and saying people can't say, like, okay, listen, like, yeah, there's gonna be one or two additional deaths from COVID, but there's a huge pile of reasons, of, of diffuse benefits. That will get in exchange. And and that trade-off is worth it. They're very bad at making yeah. those trade-offs. The
1: analogy I would often like make with people with kids is like, do you still drive in a car with your children? Right. Like, do you still drive your kid to school? Yeah. Both you in the car and yeah. the child in the car, like you are at risk anytime that you're driving anywhere yeah. in a car. Mm-hmm. Just right. like you're at risk anytime your kid doesn't wear a mask and yeah. maybe they'll and pass, whatever, you know. Not
0: only are you at risk of killing your kid and yourself, you're at the risk of killing somebody else.
1: Right, mm-hmm. right. And I that's that's always Yeah. I mean, that never worked to be fair, but I tried to sort of like find like a a, something that we have ingrained in our life where we are taking risk every time we're, you know, every time we drive, we're taking the risk that we will get in an accident. Like Mm -hmm. those statistics are there. We know that that's a risk, but we still integrate that into our lives because otherwise what, you're not going to go anywhere. Right. But with COVID, I think people couldn't do that.
0: Yeah, yeah. We only sort of accepted the risk of cars actually after a very long amount of time. And when cars were first introduced, they were like, this is crazy, this is dangerous. There were laws in like one or two places that you needed to have like a signal man who would like precede the car on foot with a <laughs> sign. Um, or that you needed like that, like you needed a buggy whip, like for weird like reasons. Like, hmm. yeah. 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 So.
2: All that being said, yeah. (laughs) I used that as an excuse to transition into Bitcoin. And by then I had already um, made my decision of, I I transitioned out of the classroom just halfway through the year instead of leaving them after the first week. Mm -hmm. And so I transitioned out. I worked very part time because I was also the elementary director of the, of the school. And I was like doing two jobs and Use the rest of my free time to write for Bitcoin Magazine just as a free contributor to run my meetup, to
1: just learn about Bitcoin and like run nodes and Mm -hmm. interact with that. And... Have you always been a writer or was that just sort of like a way that you like, has writing always been like a form of expression for you? Or was it like, oh, I have something to say about Bitcoin. I guess I need to write it.
2: I would say that I... I think I'm a skilled writer, and I felt that way through school, mm-hmm. but it was not necessarily something I connected as being one of my skills. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I would get good grades on papers and things like that, but I wanted to contribute to Bitcoin somehow, and that seemed like a low-hanging fruit. of mm-hmm. Anybody can submit to Bitcoin Magazine. We're always taking submissions, so if you have a good mm-hmm. original idea... Is or, there an email address that people should know about? They can yeah. do editor at com or... Um, we have a coordinator, so Austin at
1: btcmedia.org. dot mm-hmm. A U S T I N. A U S T I N. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So you, so you were not like writing articles before, and then we're like, "Oh, I'm going to write articles about Bitcoin." It was like, "I have something to say about Bitcoin." Mm-hmm. I'm going to submit articles to Bitcoin Magazine. Mm-hmm.
2: And it was, it's interesting because looking back at my article history, the first one was just like my journey through Bitcoin. Yeah. The second one that I did was about art and how Bitcoin will change the art game and then I wrote a, a very a more technical article on like here's how you withdraw bitcoin from an exchange, here's how you run a node, here's how you set up a mining mm-hmm. rig at home. Right. Very detailed like you need this cable, you need this cord, mm-hmm. you need to access your uh, miner mm-hmm. through here. Yeah. And so it's like I'm interested in both the cultural side and the tech side. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of figuring out like where I fit where that inspiration is in the moment what to write about mm. yeah
1: yeah i mean isabel whose hotel room we're so graciously using wrote an article for bitcoin magazine in the fall i think mm-hmm. that was about her journey from being like raised as like a progressive mm. like yeah. marxist even sort of leftist yeah. to like having this like existential crisis of like wait why does elizabeth warren hate bitcoin i <laughs> think bitcoin might be awesome and then kind of like Becoming a Bitcoiner. Yeah. I yeah, actually edited that article. Nice. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> awesome.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that's where I, I so I, it took a while before I got a job in the industry. It took a full year. And during that time I I dipped into my Bitcoin savings. I took out Bitcoin back loans. And so now that I have a job, I'm like in the process of like stacking getting, back up. Stacking back up exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Bitcoin um, magazine is really interesting. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Bitcoin Magazine was founded by Vitalik Buterin.
2: I really, that is correct.
0: That's right. Pre Ethereum, Vitalik was a was a Bitcoiner.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know the company gets a lot of flack for that, but it's funny because he, has, funny. No, <laughs> he has no no connection yeah. to the company any longer. And uh, my I believe the company wasn't doing well, and it was like because he I guess started Ethereum, and it yeah. was kind of like he attention was divided. I oh. don't actually know how the company was acquired and sold and things like that, but mm-hmm. There's no relation. And actually in 2018, the company made a blog post. Still not doing very well because the uh, the post was not, actually not on BitcoinMagazine.com. They made a Medium post uh-huh. about how they're going to make Bitcoin fun again and be Bitcoin only. Uh-huh. And so at this point, we're, we're very much Bitcoin only. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: How big... So you work remotely, right? Because mm-hmm. Bitcoin Magazine is headquartered in Nashville, but you are in Asheville. Correct. How big is mm-hmm. the company at this point? Like, it's grown a lot.
2: I think... I believe it's around 100 employees. Cool. Wow. Yeah. And if there's yeah. so many different departments. It's really
0: interesting because, like, I, I assume, like, the conference is the big source of revenue. Like...
2: I, I believe so.
0: Right. Yes. But then the print magazine is still a thing. Yes. Yeah, so and even if, the, even if the print magazine didn't make a mu- a, a much money, it's like, well, like, the cost of... keep doing the print magazine is the cost of not having to rebrand from calling yourself Bitcoin magazine. <laughs> I'm sure there's other reasons for doing it the print magazine. No, yeah,
1: no I'm content. sure it's great.
0: The articles are incredible.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's like, there's the print yeah. side, there's the online side, which is where I, I focus on the uh-huh. yeah. online side. Yeah, you and
0: Mark, Mark's on the print side. Correct. Mark Goodwin, friend of the pod. Friend of
1: the pod. Um, We'll have, we'll have him on at some point.
0: on at some point. Yeah, yeah. He does, He's like a print editor, and you're like an online editor. Correct. That's yeah. cool. How does the two sides of the business? How do the two sides of the business differ?
2: Well, I mean, first of all, there's way more sides. There's that and the conference, uh-huh. and then there's a multimedia side. Uh, what's what's the multimedia side? They they do a live stream daily. Oh, like a Twitter space they do twitter spaces but it's not just twitter spaces i, I think see. twitter i think they stream through twitter but they it's also video
1: that was well. like what we yeah. watched ck on before he came on our podcast i don't know if i watched that oh yeah yeah remember, yeah. yeah the, you're not bullish enough yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. ck oh, was yeah. giving
0: his like his not he's not bullish enough he was just like arguing and he was like making his point it was and yeah. the other person started to make the point is their point back and then ck <laughs> just walked away <laughs> From the camera, <laughs> and apparently he had his headphones on, but the guy was like, and he's just walking away.
2: He's not. He's not, so not even to listen to this. Yeah. you're just not it blowing was up. Perfect. It up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's, a, I mean, there's a ton of different, um, different avenues in the company, and mm-hmm. and the print side. Are you asking about how the print side differs from the online side? Is that yeah, what yeah, yeah, question? yeah, yeah. So the print side aims for more higher profile right. writers, right. but I mean. Any pleb can still submit an article to the, the North Star, the, the theme of the oh yeah uh, uh-huh. publication, mm-hmm. and um, it's a. Uh, they typically have more long longer form pieces right. uh-huh. to, as well, and it's a different market. We I met somebody at Bitcoin Day in Charlotte who is he was an older gentleman. He is a subscriber of the magazine. He has never went to the website. Ah, no interest in the conference. Yeah. but he subscribes to the magazine. That's really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. and uh, so. We try to host a, a many varying opinions about Bitcoin on, on both the print and online side. As long as people back it up, um, back up their opinion, we have stuff from prog- progressives, we have stuff from like uh, libertarians, mm-hmm. technical stuff, cultural pieces. Yeah. Um, we just had an article about doxing where this person was, was suggesting that it is okay to dox people, which is not the stance of the magazine or, yeah. or us as editors and individuals, right. but we want to host people's ideas that might not be popular as long as they're Bitcoin only. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. I've I, Everyone that I know from Bitcoin Magazine, I love. Yeah. CK, Mark, You yeah. Oh, God. Uh, what did you do? I fucking funny bone.
2: Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, it hurts so bad. <laughs> so bad. Is
1: that on the luggage thing? or the? No, on that. that wow, shocking. how are you this incapacitated oh, by this? Oh, God. it was, you a it No, it hurts really bad. <laughs> it hurts really bad. <laughs> All right, we'll give him a second. Ooh.
0: In Swedish, it's called the widow shock.
1: A Widow shock, yeah. Like Why, I have no fucking idea. Like a dead spouse, or yeah, dead spouse. No,
0: widow shock, yeah.
1: Why, because you're it hurts that bad. I have no idea.
0: Okay, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back. Oh, I'm you're
1: good.
2: definitely never giving birth then. No. Yeah, I know. It's, no.
1: it's, uh, it's no, it hurts you're really bad.
2: bad. I'm <laughs> really <laughs> a high like, no, pain-fetch no, 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 no.
1: guy.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, I'm back. What were we talking about? <laughs>
1: Um, I was just saying that I love everyone from Bitcoin Magazine. It's a great You're going to be in Nashville in September. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Are, you a, going to the... are you
0: going to Nashville? I am going to
1: Nashville. Because
0: it's the meetup of meetups. Yeah, it's the, the meta meetup. The
2: organizer meetup. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, I host the the SF Bitcoin devs. I think I told you that. SF Bitcoin yeah. devs meetup. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm so happy that I get an excuse to go to like an exclusive con, con, con. Conference. Conference, Yeah. Yeah. invite only invite only <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's, i'm looking forward to it yeah it's gonna be cool yeah i want to see bitcoin park i've heard a lot it's, about bitcoin park it is so cool yeah um i it's funny because they had they moved the meetup to that location and then they announced bitcoin park after there was already one meetup there mm-hmm. that i went to and i did not connect the fact that it was at the new location uh-huh. and that was actually bitcoin park so right I, was like, I can't wait to go to bitcoin park and then i went to the next meetup uh-huh. and i was like Oh, this is Bitcoin Park. <laughs> I've been here; like it's great. Um, but it's really cool because there's co-working offices mm-hmm. there. There's like, yeah. a podcast studio. I think that's where Odell does his his podcast. Yeah. Uh, there's this really nice like spot to meet up, and it's got a big patio. Mm-hmm. It's it's really nice. Dope. Every and every one of their meetups is like a mini conference anyway. Right. Right. People travel from all over. There
0: are a few of those. I think the the two that I think of that people really travel to is, um, uh, Devs Austin. Mm-hmm. And then the Nashville Bitcoin meetup. People don't really travel to the BitDevs New York. BitDevs New York is definitely a big meetup, but I haven't heard of people going from out of town for that. Yeah.
2: That doesn't surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I travel almost monthly to Nashville. Um, and then it gives me an excuse to go to the office, which is fun to like see people yeah, in person. But for sure. really, I'm just going for the meetup. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Nice.
1: Yeah. How many people work in person at the Nashville office? I don't
2: know. It's not a ton.
1: Not a ton. Not a ton. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that there's kind of, like, the combination of, like, some sort of headquarters somewhere, but then Mm -hmm. you can also just, like, do your thing and live off the land outside of Asheville. I think the (laughs) story of
0: Bitcoin Magazine coming back from the brink is really interesting. Yeah, Like, that they weren't doing well, right? And then they just, like, focused on Bitcoin and, like, put in the work, and then now, like, they're huge, right? They're a big media org.
2: I think that's been the most fascinating thing about this particular bear market, where, you know. Left and right, my father-in-law is still like reaching out to me about like, even though I've explained it to him, he's like, but tell me about all these crypto companies blowing up. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, they, you know, they engaged in really risky business practices. They were lending out funds, client funds that was being leveraged in this way. And like all this interconnected risk Mm -hmm. and then they all are collapsing and we're seeing Bitcoin companies hiring right now. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin only companies are like still hiring. They're still growing. And that's because Bitcoin... Is there's some, something different mm-hmm. about Bitcoin. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah, and that's why we're at BitBlock Boo. Yeah. Bitcoin Maxis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> should we uh should we wrap it up? Yeah,
1: let's wrap it up. You have seems somewhere like to be, right? No, yeah, no, it just so. seems like
0: a good stopping point. Yeah. That's why we're in Bitcoin. Yes, you know?
1: absolutely. Um <laughs>
0: before we go, any do you want to uh shill yeah, Twitter or shill anything in particular?
2: Sure. Um so I am on Twitter at Bitcoin underscore fan with the ph Yes. Uh huh. Cause fish you're a fish, joke. fish yeah. fan. Yeah. yeah but I am also fully docked So, Craig, you can also just find me by searching my name, Craig Deutsch. Um, I'm working on the Bitcoin game. I will be raising funds for it once it is like fully ready. Yeah.
0: So, Dgen Bitcoin uh, board game enthusiasts. Yes. Get in yeah, touch get with in this man. Yeah. 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 Get yeah. On the ground floor. Always mm-hmm. happy to
2: get feedback on it and just mm-hmm. brainstorm ideas. I've gotten ton- great ideas from people in the community, uh, have the meetup group, Asheville Bitcoiners. Oh, cool. Yeah. So anybody in the areas, Asheville,
0: North Carolina. Yes. There's also an Asheville, Oregon, right? Ashland. Yeah. That would be the ideal target for the next place that Bitcoin magazine expands to or hires, right? You want to get all the ash. Yeah. 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 um,
2: (laughs) Those are the places you can find me. Um, and yeah, Great. Cool. Yeah, awesome. For me cool.
1: on. Yeah, thanks for chatting with us. Yeah, Grabbing. thanks for hanging out. it. Yeah, yeah looking yeah, forward to hanging the rest of the weekend. Um, yeah, signing off.
0: Cool. Signing off from Bitbuck Boom. See you next time.
1: Bye.